Thanks for joining us on Stand Strong in the Word podcast with author, speaker, and worldview expert, Jason Jimenez. Stand Strong in the Word podcast is devoted to walking listeners through the Bible in a fresh and powerful way. We pray your spirit is nourished as you gain new perspectives and a renewed appreciation for God's Word. Now, here's Jason Jimenez. What's up, my friends? Welcome to Stand Strong in the Word podcast. Jason Jimenez with you as always. I'm so glad that you are tuning into this podcast. You know, my prayer is that Stand Strong in the Word is an opportunity where you and I each week can go through the Gospels together and just not only get a better understanding of the Gospels and how Jesus lived and what He taught, but that it would impact our faith, that we would grow, that we would stand strong in our faith, and that we would take that love that we have for Christ and that He has for us and share that with the world, that we would not just appreciate God's Word and the value that comes as a result of spending time in it, but that we would treasure it in our hearts, that we would not sin against God, and that we would teach other people the Word of God. I'm here to tell you this. Before we jump right into the next portion of the Sermon on the Mount, I want to tell you this, my friend. There's nothing more valuable. There's nothing greater in this world than God's Word. And not only that, but to take His Word to learn it, to study it as you and I are about to do right now. But then through that, that you could become a teacher of God's word to help other people learn his truth. So man, I'm just excited to be with you. I just encourage you to continue to share. If you're listening or downloading the podcast, I encourage you to share that with other family members and friends. You guys got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got Twitter, what other social media handle that that you're used to 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 posting things on or sharing information. I encourage you, would you would you take time to share a link to let people know about Stand Strong in the Word. If it's been a blessing to you, I pray it'd be a blessing to others. And so you guys are great. We don't spend a lot of time and money marketing this thing. It's just word of mouth. And so as 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 you listen, make sure that you share that with other people. StandStrongMinistries.org, as always, you can click on podcast. Those The study notes are there for for you to click, to download, to read as well. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, etc. So it's all there for you to share with other people. So please uh, share that with other people. I, I'd greatly appreciate that as we study God's Word together. All right, so if you're with us last time, this is podcast now 32. So last podcast, we talked about giving in Matthew chapter 6, 1 through 4. On today's podcast, the title is, Do You Want a Better prayer life. Now, of course you do. Everybody that I talk to, and when I ask them, hey, what are some areas that you want more improvement in, that you want to grow in, in your spiritual life and or in your life in general? Inevitably, somebody will say, or most people will say, it doesn't matter if they're a pastor, doesn't matter if they're a new convert, doesn't matter if they're a missionary, doesn't matter if they're the president of the United States. Everybody especially, of course, if they're a Christian, right, they're going to want to, to have a better prayer life. And so I hope as we go in into this uh, realm now, talking about specifically how to pray and what not to do when it comes to prayer, that it won't just challenge you, my friend, but it will embolden you, 
that it will give you great perspective of how to have a a powerful prayer life, to be spirit-filled when you pray. So what I've decided to do, instead of just running through this pretty quickly, we're basically going to do three podcasts under this title. And we're going to be examining Matthew chapter 6, 5 through 18. And you can also reference Luke chapter 11, 2 through 4. So today, what we're going to focus on is the posture of prayer. Next podcast, podcast 33, we're going to be focusing on the model, the modeled prayer, or which is also known as the prayer of Jesus or the sinner's prayer in Matthew chapter 6, 9 through 13. And then we're going to follow up the final installment of this series on one a better prayer life. We're going to be looking at fasting and how to go deeper in your prayer life. And again, avoiding hypocrisy. That's the key. And no matter starting today's discussion, next week's discussion, or the week following, when you and I want a better prayer life, one of the biggest things we have to look at, remember, the Sermon on the Mount is all about intent, is what is the intent of our heart when it comes to prayer? Is it about us or is it about God? Is it about pretending to be something or being real, being transparent? Okay, so remember, when you and I start reading this right now, I just want you to say, hey, you know, Lord, where is my heart when it comes to prayer? You know, what do I do typically? What's my routine? I'm not saying that in a bad way. I'm saying that in a good way. What kind of self-discipline have I shown in life when it comes to prayer uh, with between uh, you and God? Okay, so that's, that's where I want to take us in this discussion today to really help you grow in your faith when it comes to prayer, but also becoming more disciplined. So let's pick things up now. Matthew chapter 6, beginning in verse 5, it says, When you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them. For their father knows what you need before you ask them. Pray then like this. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Verse 14 says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. And when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces, that their fasting may be seen by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Wow. Okay. So there is a lot that we got to cover on today's podcast. So right out the gate, I titled this section of verses five through eight, when you pray. Okay. So notice what Jesus says after he just talked about giving now in verse five, he says, don't be like the hypocrites. So remember, Jesus always was setting that up saying, this is not what I want you guys to be like. You have heard that it's been told you this. That is not true. This is the truth. So you guys have had a standard. You've had people who've 
perpetrated prayer, basically. They've put a false facade. They've put, or I should say, they put a facade out there. It's fake. It's not real. It's not the way that it was intended, okay? So they've hijacked it, if you will. They've sabotaged prayer. He says, I do not want you to be like the hypocrites. Who are the hypocrites? Of course, they're the Pharisees. So the first thing Jesus is saying about prayer that you and I need to take to heart right now that will radically change the way you and I pray, don't be fake. Simple as that, but very hard, right, to, to, to pursue. But I want to focus a little bit real quickly on this, again, this term hypocrite. We've been using it throughout the Sermon on the Mount, but I want to just remind us when, when we hear this, we just automatically sometimes concoct something in our head or, or just think, okay, it means this, or just this Pharisee, we kind of have this imagery of religiosity. And that's true to some extent, but I just want to remind us that when Jesus says, don't be like the hypocrite, he's saying, don't pretend to be other than you really are. So let's put that in perspective of a prayer. How many times in the Christian walk, how many times in church, in a setting, in a small group setting or whatever, or you're leading a small group of students, let's say, for example, or the pastor's over for dinner, or you're at a missions conference, or somebody just spontaneously gathers a group of you guys for prayer and, you know, you want to show off or whatever. That's hypocrisy. When you're, when you're in a setting and you're, you're, you're really speaking to the people, you're trying to show them, you're trying to get their approval, that's hypocrisy. You're pretending to be something. If you normally don't pray oftentimes, but then when it comes to public prayer, when it comes to small groups and people are praying, you pretend like, oh, you're just into an amen, Lord. Oh, oh yes, Lord Jesus, move, Lord Jesus, you know. And you're not normally like that in your private life with God because you don't have much of, of intimacy with God in your, in your private life with him in prayer, that's hypocrisy. So I want to put that out there because, hey, listen, that's speaking to me as well. I don't want a lot of my quote unquote prayer life being out there as a public spectacle, pretending to be something that I really isn't. I'm not. I just recently came from the hospital and there's a lot of people that are making, I believe, prayer to be a big thing, you know, in terms of like what they're praying and what they're asking. And it, and it was kind of very showy. You know, a lot of the attention was drawn on these people as they prayed, you know, and the more amens they were getting, the louder they prayed. Now, I understand there's times in our lives when we are praying in the spirit together. We're interceding together. We're praying to the same Lord for the same thing, and we're making petitions or supplications on behalf of an individual, but we can't lose sight of who we're praying to and, and what it's ultimately about. It's not ultimately about getting an answer, yes, no, maybe, or wait. It's praying to God, honoring the Lord, and we're going to be seeing that in the next podcast. You know, this concept on hypocrisy and prayer is from Isaiah 29, verse 13. And it's also referenced this hypocrisy in Matthew 15, verse 8, where Jesus kind of shed light to what he's talking about here in Matthew chapter 6, verse 5. Remember in Matthew 15, verse 8, when, he, when Jesus said, These people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. So they had this head knowledge, and everybody thought that they were solid followers of God. They were solid worshipers of God. They made a lot of prayer. They made a lot of noise, but the heart was far from him. So my friend, as we move forward to the next verse right now, or the next section, I should say, in verse five, let's make sure that when we come before God, when we do pray, that our hearts are not filled with hypocrisy, that you're not pretending to be something that you really aren't. 
That's key. Because notice now in verse 5, it says in, in the end of verse 5, they love to stand and pray in the, in the synagogues and the street corners. So the first fault of the Pharisees' prayer was vainglory. Okay? They made prayer into a what? A public spectacle. You see, the synagogues and the broad street corners, these were two public locations the Pharisees chose to be seen. So they're strategic. They knew they would get more people watching them and seeing them. And so to them, prayer was being put on display to show people how, quote, unquote, they were righteous, right? When in fact, they were self-righteous people because it was about them and not about the Lord. The Pharisees loved to stand when they prayed because they wanted to get as much attention as they possibly could. And this is key, my friend, because customarily, a standing posture in prayer reflected what? Humility? No. It reflected pride. And you and I know there's no place for pride in prayer. So the first thing, if you and I want to have a powerful prayer life, we cannot be filled with hypocrisy. And secondly, we are not to be filled with pride. Now notice in verse 6 now when Jesus says, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. You know, the interesting thing here is this term room is the storehouse that was in people's homes. And the storehouse, obviously, is where they stored goods. See, what Jesus is saying is prayer is about uh, time with God. That's what it's about. It's time to draw close to Him. You know, Jesus in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, prayed in private. Elisha in 2 Kings 4, verse 32, prayed in private. And Daniel 6, 10, we're told that he prayed in the privacy of his home. So what do we see consisting throughout Scripture and what Jesus is saying here in Matthew 6, 6? He's saying you need to spend time in private with God. So now the next thing that you and I are challenged with, my friend, is how disciplined are you when it comes to prayer? Is it a routine in your life? Is it something that you consistently do every day that you, in the quietness of your heart, that you, and that you literally remove yourself from the noise. When your schedule's busy, you got a lot going on that you schedule quiet time with God. How important is that? Now, I'm not asking you, do you want that? Of course you do. But I'm asking you, are you doing it? See, what you find out, my friend, is the more that you do that and it becomes accustomed to your life that you just need it, you, your, your soul, you, you ache, you, you thirst to be with God, that when it used to be 15, let's say, 20, 30 minutes, in time as you mature and as you grow more intimately with God, you find yourself just getting away and, it, and you just lose time. It's, it's not just like, okay, I got boom, 20 minutes and you do it. It just becomes more of a routine thing. And you realize, oh my gosh, man, I can't believe, man, praise the Lord. I was with you, Lord, just in privacy, in my office, my closet, whatever, no noise. And I spent out an hour plus with you. Didn't even, you didn't even realize that. Now I know that can't be true to a lot of us on a daily basis, but what needs to be the forefront of our mind is when you're going to go be with God today. When are you going to lay your petitions? When are you going to go seek him? When are you going to worship him? When are you going to honor him with your lips at some part of the day? And I love doing it first thing in the morning before I start my day. Matter of fact, as I'm doing this podcast right now, I've been up since three in the morning. God just was laying things heavy on my heart. That's not always the case, but every morning I do wake up and I spend time in his word and I spend time in prayer. 
So that is another aspect that we got to look at is there's no hypocrisy. Number two, we got to make sure our posture is not one of pride, but of humility. And number three, we need to have privacy when it comes to our prayer life. Because notice he says in, 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 the, in the last phrase here in verse six, and God will reward you. See, Jesus, by telling his disciples this to go pray in the storeroom, what he's saying is, hey, listen, go into the place where you place goods. So what is he doing? He's saying that prayer is a reminder of treasures that await you when you come pray. That's why he used, the, I believe, he used this term storehouse when you go into your room. Some translations have closet, which is still a good translation, but it's a storehouse. That's where you, that's where you put your goods at. That's where they're kept. So when you and I make the effort to go into a place and we're praying for God's will to be done in our life, when we're praying that God will answer our prayers concerning the health condition of some of our loved ones, or whatever the case may be that you're that you're laying before him, that you believe in faith that goods will come as a result, that God will bless you as a result. He will reward you. That's the promise that Jesus gives us when you and I pray. God will reward us. When you and I don't pray, when we don't put our petitions out there, when we don't ask specifically for specific things in faith that honor the Lord, you're not going to get anything really much in return. So that's the blessing that also comes. God wants to bless us. He wants to reward his children. All you need to do is ask. Now, notice this other concept that comes down verse 7. When Jesus says, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for, their, for they think they will be heard for their many words. So notice these expectations that they have on prayer. This, this is a lead off when it comes to still this hypocrisy and this pride. The second fault were vain repetitions. This term is literally empty phrases, or the Greek term is batologeo, which comes from the word babbling or nonsense talk. So the bottom line was when these Pharisees or these Gentile people, when they're, they're, they're heaping up these empty phrases, this nonsense talk, this babbling, nothing good comes from it. Because they think that that's the way to pray, not based on what God expects, but what they think they ought to receive. When you and I pray, though, the opposite is this. When you and I pray, and we pray repeatedly in faith, which is known as fervent prayer, that's not vain repetitions. If you and I are consistently praying for something before God in the privacy of our own heart, with people that you and I trust that are prayer warriors, that we're looking to the word and we're quoting scripture according to God's will, and you're praying for something to take place, and you believe in your heart that the Holy Spirit's stirring you to pray for those things, that's not vain repetition. So, so hear me, please. Jesus is not saying that when you pray for something repeatedly several times, it becomes vain re- repetition. No, no. Nonsense talk, empty prayer is, is when you come with pride and not with faith. Jesus had a, a, a repetitive, uh, when you look at scripture, he had a, repeti- a repetitive prayer in the garden of Gethsemane when you look in Matthew chapter 26, 36 through 46. So did Paul in 2 Corinthians 12, 7 through 8. He was constantly asking for that thorn of the flesh to, to be removed. Jesus was constantly praying that night when he was asking his own disciples to stay watch and to pray that the cup will pass him. But in the end, not my will, but your will be done. So true prayer is not a technique from the tongue but a relationship with God from the heart. Now, let me say that again. True prayer is not a technique from the tongue, but a relationship with God from the heart. So my friends, as we conclude today's podcast, 
If you and I want a better prayer life, we have to heed and take to heart what Jesus is saying. Number one, don't be a hypocrite. Don't pretend to be something you are not. Don't try to prove yourself to other people who may perhaps be more mature than you are in their Christian walk. Don't try to impress people when it comes to prayer. Don't even try to impress God. Just let Him love you. Just spend time with Him. Number two, I want you to be sensitive to your posture. Even, even literally. Sometimes, sometimes I just get on my knees and just be reminded. Don't be rushed. Get on my knees and honor the Lord and listen to Him and just worship Him. We're going to be seeing that on, on next week's podcast. But last but not least, I want you to know that when you come before God in prayer in the privacy of your heart, when you make that time with Him, that you believe that He will reward you. See, oftentimes when we do a lot of things with vain repetition, nothing, we get nothing in return because the faith isn't there, as I mentioned earlier. We're looking at a technique through the tongue and not a relationship. So don't focus so much what comes out of the mouth, if you will. Focus on your heart. Remember, we're always going back to the intent. That's the whole basis of the Sermon on the Mount. So when you, my friend, when you go before God in prayer now, look at those things. Be sensitive to those things. And if you see hypocrisy, if you see vain repetitions, if you're trying to impress people around you in your church and your small group, repent of those things. And I'd even go, go as far as saying this. If you have done something that maybe has demonstrated a level of pride that you are ashamed of and you feel like maybe there's some people around me that have gotten the wrong impression or that I've painted this this uh, false uh, picture of who I really am and they think of me more highly than they ought to think, then maybe you need to go to those people and just say, hey, you know, I just want to say something. Lately, you know, either when we've prayed together, I think I just have focused so much on myself that I want to impress you and I just want you to f- forgive me of that. And God's really been working on my life. And if you can hold me accountable, wow, that's that, my friend, is humility. So hopefully in today's podcast, this not only convicted you, but has really motivated you to go deeper in your prayer life. So until next time, may the Lord continue to bless you, continue to stand strong in your faith, my friends. I love you guys, and I will see you on the next podcast. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening and keep standing strong in the Word of God.